Welcome to Writing Roll with Allie. I'm Allie, and this is episode number one, Flint and Steel. Are you as excited as I am? For the first week of this podcast, I will have a new episode out every single day. After this first week, it will come out every single Monday. You can find this episode's notes and other helpful links to learn more on my website, alleyheart.com. That's A-L-L-E-Y. H-A-R-T dot com. We have used flint and steel since the Iron Age, high carbon steel to be exact, but there are more modern versions with a much bigger spark. The steel is typically in a C-shape to protect the fingers while striking. However, it can come in other shapes, such as a circle, a straight rod of about four inches, a rod with a single finger loop for stability and different designs. Many modern bushcrafters and, I assume, people in history use the spines of carbon steel knives so that they don't have to carry the extra steel. The downside of this is that if anything happens to your knife, not only do you not have that tool, you're not making fire that way. Carbon steel can rust quickly when it comes in contact with water, so it's important to keep it dry. If it does get wet, you need to dry it as soon as possible. Flint is a type of quartz that makes a spark when hit with steel, specifically carbon steel. Stainless steel does not make good sparks, if any, when it's hit with flint. Something your character might not know in a post-apocalyptic world. Or if they're a pampered, spoiled brat. And I mean the ones that have never done this before. Like the prince that's waited on, hand and foot. Before flint was used for fire, many cultures used flint for arrowheads, spear points, tools, grinding stones for grain, and even ornamental jewelry. Some other rocks have been known to be used with steel to make sparks, such as jasper, obsidian, quartz, and shirt. Most have a natural sparkle to the rock. Keep in mind, that might not be what the locals call it. When I was younger, we used to go to the river and look for rocks that sparkled. That's what we used for our flint. We called them river rocks because we found them at the river. I know, super creative for a three-year-old. Flint and steel are used by striking the flint and steel together in a downward motion. There seems to be a division in ideas of which should strike the other. The flint strikes the steel or the steel strikes the flint. Both sides saying the other way is more likely to break the flint. Getting the sparks to go exactly where you mean for them can be tricky, but moving as close as you can to where you want it to go is helpful. It's not exceptionally hard, but as with most things, you get better with practice. This skill isn't a hard skill to learn, but can be easier for some and harder for others. Some variables can make it harder, such as the wind, or how easy the object is that you're trying to light on fire to take a spark. That's just a fancy way to say hot enough to catch on fire. It's important to remember, this will not set a log on fire. You are setting something small on fire, such as a charred cloth, dryer lint, cotton ball, dead leaves, dry grass, or even fur or hair. This burns quickly, so you'll need to move it quickly to a small bundle of other objects that are fairly easy to burn called a bird's nest. You should have this waiting. Once you have it lit on fire, you move it to a prepared bundle of twigs. The goal is to keep adding the next size stick on after the last is caught on fire until you've worked your way up to logs. A well-practiced person can have a raging fire going in as little as five minutes, 
while a beginner without any guidance might take a full hour to get to the same point. Fun fact. Today's lighters still use flint and steel to make sparks. This would make a great post-apocalyptic tool, even after the lighter fluid has ran out. Now for my favorite part. What could possibly go wrong? Well, let me tell you. Likely to go wrong? The sparks do not go where your character wants because of inexperience or wind. Also likely, the things that your character is trying to catch on fire are too wet. Fresh wood is very difficult to burn because it contains moisture that the tree needed. Possible to go wrong? The flint breaks. There are a lot of reasons this could happen. Your character hit it too hard, at the wrong angle, or someone stepped on it. Things like that. Also possible? Your character cuts their finger. Remember that these were used for arrowheads and spearheads? Yeah, they can be hard and sharp. If your character is holding something wrong or they slip, they could cut themselves. Unlikely to go wrong? Your character's steel is just too rusty to make sparks. While I've never heard of this before, if the steel were heavily rusted and the character did not scrape off the rust, then this is technically a possibility. Also unlikely? The spark goes somewhere that your character didn't mean for it to, and burns or lights something on fire. This would most likely be clothing, shoes, dry leaves, or something close and easy to burn. Unlikely, but possible. If your character is an idiot and is making sparks way too close to gas fumes, they could definitely set themselves on fire. Improbable, but technically still possible. The flint breaks and hits or takes out somebody's eye. It's all fun and games until one of the characters lose their eye. Also improbable, but still technically possible. One of those sparks goes unnoticed and sets a house, a tent, or even the entire forest on fire. Thanks for listening to this episode. My first! If you'd like the show notes, or to get links to learn more about this subject, you can find all of these on my website, alleyheart.com. That's A-L-L-E-Y-H-A-R-T dot com. If you enjoy this podcast, I hope you'll follow and subscribe for more. A new episode comes out every Monday. Until then, happy wordsmithing. Thank you.